Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including 12 Forever, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Sarah Potter, and today I'm joined by Allie Martin. Hey. Alex Bonilla. Hey, hello. Steve Zeck. What's up? And Michelle Landerer. Hi. So, we have a full house today talking about the full series of 12 Forever. Uh, so, if you're, if you're listening to this, uh, we'll talk very briefly at the beginning, like... We'll stay, quote-unquote, non-spoilers. There's not really a lot of spoilers for the show, but we'll give our general thoughts for this whole series, and then we're going to get into a deep dive on some of the characters and some of the episodes we like, because, um, yeah, this is a cool new series from Netflix, and um, so, but before that, you should check out our, check out our website at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. So with that said, let's just get into it. Allie. Uh, I know you enjoyed this this show. What did you think of it? I did enjoy it, but it kind of, to be honest, took me a few episodes to get into because I thought it was, like, when I read the premise, it's like, it's about a girl who escapes pressures of growing up. I was like, okay, that seems pretty sort of typical, but as it went on, I think it took, like, maybe six episodes or so for me to get really into it and enjoy the characters and especially all, like, the references to... Not just real life, but like, you know, memes. Like, there was a reference to the knife meme. And, um, I didn't, I, I didn't really know what to think of Endless, like the universe Endless at first, but <laughs> it got into the characters, like, as they became more, um, animated, for lack of a better term. We'll get into it, but Dr. Champion really sold me. He is the best. I know. I know you love Dr. Champion. He's the Don't best. Worry. He's memorable. He's the best. He sure is. Um, <laughs> Alex, what did you think of this series? Well, it came out on a Monday, which was very peculiar. It came out <laughs> Thank on July you? 29th. Wait, 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 wait. Alex. Oh, that's what the most... a way to start. Is that really <laughs> well, the most important thing of the show? Well, look, I was, <laughs> set... on a Monday. I was setting up that because it came out on a Monday, it came out on the day of July 29th, which happened... To me, like my birthday, so that made Aww. it extra weird of a show to exist in my sphere. Okay, so I realized, okay, well, I should watch this since the the it's stars have aligned. Yeah, it was yeah. Like, yeah, to like make this important for me, and it was fine. You know, I I I ended up warming up to to Reggie over the course of the episodes. It's a very colorful show. Um, I. I really, really, really enjoy the butt witch, maybe because of the voice that I, I have like a special, special enjoyment for. Um, I think that there are some themes that get touched on in later episodes that also, um, touch me a bit, a bit closer in terms of, you know, like the, the various things you deal with as you, you uh, grow up and you, you learn how to navigate uh, life and relationships and stuff. So that they touches on some, on some uh, raw raw stuff, uh, the deeper in you go to the show, and the the the, the cast of side characters is varied and w- wacky enough that like you know every once in a while, like you get like a a weird a a, a, a weird enough situation that's like okay like this is like really hilarious just because of like how off all like out of nowhere this is. So I, I think that it's it's got a lot of stuff going on and. And I, I, I'm interested to hear what, like, other people think about it, cause, uh, and, like, what, what connects to them, because I, I do think that this show is, like, 
tr- trying to touch on like a lot of different things about growing up, and it, we'll see like how how well how well it executes it. You know. Yeah, that's really good. Thanks, um, Steve. I know you're excited. What uh, yes. what do you think of this show? Oh, I love this show. I mean, I, I kind of when I first saw it, um, a preview of it. I love the animation style. I just it kind of reminded me of a lot of Canadian shows, um, especially a show called Atomic Betty. I just got Atomic Betty vibe as soon as I saw like the preview of it. Um, I I really like though how they sort of do like a trope here. They turn, spin it around how a coming of most coming of age stories is about kids trying to grow up, maybe grow up too fast, and the parents just trying to keep them as kids just a little bit longer. Here is like the complete opposite. Like Reggie herself was trying to hold on to her childhood as long as possible, and her mom wants her to grow up a little bit. Um, I love all the characters. Esther, I just love Esther. She's adorable. How can you love Esther? Um, the butt witch. Oh, I I really li- like her too. She's a a very interesting villain. Um, and the Methos of Endless. I mean, I have like theories on how that thing exists and the rules of it and stuff. And we'll get to that later, but I really like the show though. You know, though I, I really like Reggie too, but though at times Reggie did sort of, you know, she's could be, get you very hard to sympathize with at times, but you know, that's fine. Um, she's a, she's a kid, you know, and as we learn, sometimes kids can just make mistakes. And oh, yeah, and he had her love interest. She has she has a crush, a love interest that looks like to me a Asami. <laughs> but Connelly's we will good. we will definitely get yes. a chance to talk about um uh, Reggie's yeah. girlfriend. Okay, don't Kanasami. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I apologize. I had to. Baby Asami. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Steve, we'll definitely get a chance to talk about that, and that's awesome. Um, I'm excited to talk about the gay stuff that happened in the show a lot. There is actually a surprising amount of gay stuff. Um, Michelle. I, I oh, was no, 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 so no. Have you, you've gathered split. yourself. You're good. Yeah, I'm good. You're good. <laughs> you sure? I had enough time. Go yeah, ahead. Okay, no. <laughs> so I, I was so hyped for this show ever since I saw the pilot, and I was kind of thrown off because I didn't immediately love it. It took me a good at least ten or eleven episodes to really get a feel for it. And I think the the back half of this season definitely seems like it's moving towards a much more concentrated direct goal for the kinds of things it wants to talk about and the kind of plot that's actually really forming. Um, it felt like a fairly plotless show before, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it kind of felt like all these episodes are like connected, but they, it doesn't really, you know, matter which ones you see because it's all kind of the same, which is like honestly more the way classic cartoons are. So that, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But when we started getting into like the dance episode and like um, the stranger Captain Elmer, that stuff like really, and just like Reggie and her relationships with her two best friends and how she's. She can definitely make mistakes. And, and, and even though like her, her immaturity on one hand helps her be so creative and such a good storyteller, it also makes her a little more selfish mm-hmm. with her friends. And that's like a very interesting thing to kind of touch on. And I think the show is exploring that in a way that's very believable. And oh man, just like, yeah, I'm starting to think like, 
we're not quite like a theorizing place yet, but like obviously this land is not just for her. People have existed yeah. on it before. Yeah. And like oh. if people go like crazy on it or start like turning into some like all oh, that stuff. I just I love it. And just like, I don't know, I have all these theories of like, what does the butch, the butt witch represent? Like, is there a reason that her arch enemy has like this adult female body and like all this stuff? So I'm, I'm really enjoying the show now, even though it took a little bit to really get invested in it. And I mean, I definitely hope there's more seasons. This show, this show more than a lot of shows made me think about my own childhood and especially that kind of weird phase when you're like, a preteen and you go from just being a kid to like having like gender expectational stuff thrust upon you. And even the dimension of like her mom, like loving her, but not quite understanding her own daughter is very interesting. And I like that. Like her mom is never like considered like a terrible mom. Like you feel for Judy, but you also get a sense of like her life is kind of hard. Yeah. And her kids make her tired, which is also <laughs> relatable. <laughs> so it's just like a lot of aspects of the show, I think, are really, really refreshing. And I really dig them, especially the style, too. Like, it feels like very something I haven't seen in at least 15 years. And I really love that about it. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of things in here that are, like you said, just a little bit different, a little bit more. Um, I I I. I hesitate to say honest i'm not sure what the right word is it just feels like there's a lot more in here they really want to dig down into those um parts of growing up that i think don't get talked about as much because you we always see like those don't do drugs don't do or here's like your first relationship but like these things like this show is like not afraid to dig into a lot more than that like you said it's not afraid to dig into things like um gender roles and how these kids deal with them because even if you're not like even if you are cis even if you are like um, if you if you identify as the gender you were born as, or, or gender as the sex you were born as, um, you still have a lot of pressure there as you're growing up because there's this big societal thing that happens that suddenly, hey, the world sees you as this person, or you should confine or should become like this person, and it's a lot of weight on them, and that's really where we start with the show, and it really connected with me. But like you said, Michelle, like, after that, it kind of got a little more episodic it got a little it got a little less focused on specific problems with growing up and then at some point in the middle it just like turned on a dime and became a lot more interesting with like yeah more more um not that the other ones weren't fun it's just like it became much more focused on complex relationships between these friends as they were growing up like todd gets a girlfriend and reggie gets um gets more and more selfish and more and more bitter about some things along with the mm-hmm. Connolly stuff that steve touched on mm-hmm. like there's all these little things that happen with all the characters and everyone seems to have a life outside of reggie I, and... I, I go ahead steve yeah i kind of wonder though maybe us watching as adult lenses maybe affect us i wonder if i was a kid watching the show if i would feel differently about Reggie and her selfish choices than I do now as an adult. Yeah, there's definitely that. Cause I'm not sure, because again, we are all adults. I would hope, because um, that's what I know you all as. Um, we're all adults, uh, so we definitely view this differently. Cause we've already grown up. We've definitely had these experiences, and so this is interesting. I, I'm definitely want to dig into it. Like at, once we get to it, I want definitely want to dig into these episodes, talk about like how you connected with them. If there's episodes connected with more, because this definitely feels like the type of show where different people will connect to different episodes. And that's interesting to me because this is that kind of show. Um, with that said, 
I think we're just going to start digging into the characters because there's a lot of really fun characters here to dig into. Um, there's some adventure style wacky zaniness happening here. Um, if you are really against spoilers, uh, we're probably digging into some big ones now, like digging into like actual plot points. Uh, we might have mentioned like a little things here and there. Uh, don't worry about it. Like if you go in now, you'll be fine. If you if this sounds interesting, go check it out. But from now on, we're going to really be digging into the specifics of episodes and the specifics of characters and how they change throughout the season. So with that said, I think we should just start um, with Reggie, because Reggie is the main character. Uh, she is definitely interesting. She's definitely um, different from other main characters I've seen in this kind of show. She's very non-conforming and very, uh, I guess the word is very creative and very uh, selfish at times in the season. Was, um, I, I guess, uh, whoever, does, does anyone really connect with Reggie or really connected with her? Well, I... Uh, I will say uh, I, I've got I've heard the comment from others that Reggie might seem hard to sympathize with in the later episodes, but I think that the show does a really good job of showing that all of this is kind of like instinct yeah. for her. Uh, okay, things are changing around me. I don't want them to change. What can I do to prevent this from happening? And so, like the 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 natural thing when you feel that like your friends are slipping away you maybe your initial reaction is okay i need to tighten my grip somehow i need to like make sure that they recognize what their role is but like the, in that that role that way of thinking is putting you at the center of the situation and not really paying attention to the the needs of of the people that you are friends with with but that's a very like kid-centric perspective or like a very a very a perspective you would have before reaching full maturity it's like okay well what's most important is that i need to have my friends rather than like thinking about like what your friends want and that's kind of what reggie is going through like trying to figure out like how do i balance wanting wanting to have a fun time with the people that i enjoy but also letting them do do their own thing like uh, that that's kind of a thing that we all have to deal with at some point in our lives and it is i think that this show does a really a really cool job at like depicting how, how like reggie deal, deals with that struggles with that eventually gets to a place where it's like okay like uh, i i understand what what you guys are doing and it's fine and i'll we'll like and like as we get to like a second season if, if there is a second season you can like look a little bit more into like how how we deal with like slowly diverging um diverging lives here but like that that's that's a matter of life and it, it goes along with the overall theme of like reggie not really wanting to grow up and being a afraid of change and so when the change comes at your closest sense which is like the people the closest to you like that's where it affects you the hardest in a way mm -hmm. well so the the seeing reggie like react as strongly as she does especially with like fights with todd and and end up with esther like that 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 feels very very meaningful and very realistic of how a teen might might handle that yeah, I would, oh, yeah. Go ahead, Michelle. I was just going to say, Sorry. on top of that, I think, like, even on a level, we're not used to seeing, like, like girl characters be selfish without mm -hmm. it being kind of considered a really bad thing. I think that's part of just, like, how girls are socialized. 
Um, Which is, again, so part of the like, non-conforming nature of the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think also just, like, giving her space as a person. Like, yeah, like, if you if you found a world that you assume is made for you, and all these creatures who live there are meant to, you know, look up to you, and you're their protector, and you are the center of their world, bringing your own friends into that from the outside kind of complicates that, because, like, then maybe you start to assume that about them, too. And I'll say, like, part of being a kid is that like selfishness is also just not being able to necessarily notice other people's wants and needs outside of your own. And I think that's part of it too, because when both Todd and Esther confront her, it's like, well, Todd's like, well, look, like I, I want to bring my girlfriend to my party. And also like, it wasn't cool that time you took me out of playing the game because I was the best one at babysitting Brown Roger, even though he hates me. And Esther has her whole thing. She's like, like, I like going to the dance and you took me away and I didn't want to go, but you wanted to go. So you made the decision for both of us. Like, I think the show does a good job when setting up that this is kind of a consistent thing, but also that like Reggie just really doesn't quite realize the impact some of her choices are having on her friends until they spell it out for her. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I, ho- I I certainly don't think she's done growing and learning in that department, but it's kind of nice to see her even be able to have this because, I mean, it's not something we get a lot. And, and that's like part of her character that I really enjoy because she's she's a human being who is flawed. Yeah. And, and and that's nice. It doesn't mean she's perfect. She might do some some things that we shake our fingers at because mm-hmm. we're older. We know better. But like, it's very believable that she would do these things, too. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Watching, when I'm watching this show, too, I was kind of really mad at um, Reggie's like selfish choices at the time. But as I reflected, I kind of realized she's a kid. Who yeah. Was scared of growing up. And also, I also reflected that by nature. Sometimes kids can be very selfish. I mean, that's sort of in uh, kids can be selfish sometimes. They're not uh, they don't have the maturity yet to understand the complexity that the world may not revolve around them. Um, so, yeah, Reggie is it's just a great character, great, like driven character, very realistic character. I mean, it's a character. Yeah, you could get mad at. But I think they give her enough that you s- at least understand her. You don't hate her. You still love her, but you can still be mad at her. In a way, for me, the viewer, I felt like Judy. I'm pretty much her parent watching all this. Like, we still love you, but some of your choices. You there, Steve? Yes, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't seem like the end of that thought. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Um, no, no, well, that's. <laughs> I, I wasn't saying you have to continue. I'm saying I, I didn't realize that was the end of a sentence. I apologize. Oh no, it's not, no problem. But in a way, though, the show Reggie, like, like I said, when she had her falling out with her friends, I was 100 percent on their on her friends' side. I wasn't really on on Reggie's side at all because I she because they're right. She is being selfish. It's sort of the opposite. Felt like a similar show. Hilda went to the similar arc here when the friends had a falling out and stuff. But in that show, I understood both sides. I, you know, but here I'm completely on one on one side here. But that's all right. I still love you, Reggie. Yeah, Reggie is definitely um a complicated character to like watch. Just be, I, I think in real life, I think I would not like her. But in this show, like we're so connected to her, we we're sympathetic to what's happening. I know that 
she's wrong in these arguments she's having, but I still want her to be happy in the end. And that's and that's a hard line to ride. But I want to touch on something that there's only one character I hate on this show, and that's Todd's dad. He sucks. Well, we can get to, we're, we're not even done with the main characters, okay, Steve? We can get to the side characters in a bit. But but um, we all kind of been touching on it, and um, I don't want to move past Reggie yet because we've been talking about Reggie being a girl, being using she her pronouns, and the show uses that, and Reggie uses them. But in the show, Reggie is very against conforming to feminine standards. Reggie, yes. is, yeah. Reggie is very does not want to confront the idea of puberty. Does not want to. Pr- uh, confront the idea of um, having to wear a bra, specifically in the very first episode. That's how the, the show starts. And so, in my opinion, that's something we should definitely put some weight on. If that's how the show starts, we should definitely be viewing Reggie as a character through that lens. This lens that she does not want to grow up specifically, not just because she doesn't want to grow up, because she doesn't want to grow up into this person Judy wants her to be into a woman. And I think that's reflected through this through this whole show, that Reggie does not wish to appear as Esther or her mom do in the mall episode. She does not want to appear as the butt witch wants her to appear. Like, there's many times this beat is hit upon. And um, just so we're all on the same page, the creators of the show, they tweeted that Reggie is, in fact, non-binary. Um, but oh. they didn't really extrapolate on that oh. very much. So I guess we can assume that Reggie is not fully understanding of that identity of themselves because they're 12. But um, they said that Reggie still uses she, her pronouns, which is completely fine. Uh, non-binary people can still use whatever pronouns they wish, but it just means that she does not identify as a woman completely. Like, there is some amount of her that views herself as not fitting into that category. And so I find this interesting that this, like, kids' show would, or not, or this cartoon aimed at younger, younger, um, people is definitely, it, it, it's tackling this thing. And I, that really is, enjoy, that really, I really like that. Um, Michelle, you seemed excited that I brought this topic up. <laughs> <laughs> did I didn't know it was Allie, but I'm excited. Oh, is it Allie? I'm sorry, Allie. Did, 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 I didn't know they tweeted that she was non-binary. Oh, yeah, that did. was just a headcanon I had for myself. No, no, no. I personally yeah. they confirmed well, it. Well, I related to that kind of thing a lot since I was a kid, and I still relate to it now. Personally, I don't know where I identify like on that scale, but I really appreciate that they had a kid. Like you said, Sarah, Like we have a, a young adult going through that. Like you know, I don't want to conform to gender stereotypes or I binaries. I kind of thought the same thing too, and I also like though how to show complexities that I think a lot of people assume you're non-binary and means you're asexual, but as we see, she's clearly not asexual. Wait, she, that's a thing. Uh, some I I think that I just think some people like there's misguided some stereotypes people. that non-binary people are um like there a lot of dehumanizing stereotypes about non-binary yeah, people, which is and... which definitely this show definitely avoids because reggie is a fully formed person and she mm-hmm. has attraction to at least one other character that we saw on the show she has a lot of she's very interested in having friends and expressing herself so i think the point is that she does not conform to the stereotypes that some people hold it right. i don't think i don't think it's a very popular stereotype but i think it is one i have seen many um dehumanizing things in media of non-binary people uh did sorry i uh, sorry, uh, just so you know, I found the tweet, the exact tweet, or Alex did, I apologize, found the exact tweet, <laughs> um, uh, by Laura Zack, and, uh, they, they say that, that Reggie is gender queer, or an no, old 12-year-old queer girl? I think this is, isn't the tweet, I'm sorry, Alex. 
Okay, well, the, this was the tweet that came out when 12 Forever was greenlit, and I remember we made a big deal about it because it's like, oh, okay, like oh, imme- immediately, immediately we know that. And then she had to delete I the didn't tweet. Know. So. I was surprised <laughs> well, when she started yeah. crushing, crushing on kind of like, is this? Uh, <gasps> no, yeah. this, she's acting weird like a crush weird. And then I got so excited. Yeah, yeah but like th- th- this tweet is from uh, December 2017. So like we, we, we've been new for yeah, a no, while. I think, I mean, we've, we've known that like this is coming, but I thought there was one uh, after it came out, someone asked them and they said it we don't have to go mm. digging through twitter though right now it's fine mm. um, yeah, i totally buy it it yeah. makes yeah, so much sense for everything we've seen in the show yeah did, did anyone want to comment on that at all before we move on because it's, it's so great yeah. i mean it's very good yeah it, it's like i don't it's not like um i'm trying to think of how to say this so i guess like it's my my whole childhood, I ha- I struggled a lot with like not necessarily identity, but just like how to be the person I wanted, given yeah. that there seemed like there were two options. Mm. Like being non-binary wasn't a thing I knew could have been an option, and I wonder going back, like if things were different. I mean, it's still an knows. option. Like like I mean, it is. I think um I I, I, <laughs> I think the sorry, I'm not trying to like cut you off, but it's just I think that um. It's kind of incorrect to say it's an option. It's just a better way. Uh, it's an, or maybe it's like a better way to put it. It's an option of how to identify yourself because it's not like you're changing yourself if you decide to identify yourself to something different. It just means you have a better understanding. Right. Like it's not right. like you're choosing something. It's that you're going. Oh, I get that, and that is me. This label fits me better than the one I previously yeah. used. Sorry, yeah, exactly. I cut you off. Though. And I think no, no, it's okay. And I think it. It, it would be so nice if Reggie is non-binary because, like, again, we don't see any any kids like that, and they absolutely exist, and a lot yes. of adults exist that way, too. But, like, again, like, being non-binary doesn't, like, it's not, like, an adult kind of thing. Like, it's just how you are. There's There, there yeah. should be no cutoff for, like, when you decide that that's acceptable or something for yourself. But also, like, also, like, for me, like, I really identify with Reggie because, like, I think one thing that the show kind of, maybe it's not even saying this, but I kind of got the impression of, and like, it was definitely my impression when I was a preteen, that there's like one way to be a boy and one way yeah. to be a girl. Ooh, and, 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 and the very specific way to be a girl that I saw was so, like, I so did not want that. Like wearing dresses, wearing yeah. makeup. Being very feminine, like, and that gets into a whole other, like, okay, like, you have to like certain things. You have to, like, act a certain way. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think, like, my whole life has just been kind of, like, getting to a place where it's like, look, like, there are many kinds of ways to be a girl. And it's not just that one way. And also, that one way is not terrible. And we shouldn't, like, it just have an you. internal misogyny about it. Yeah, it just, mm-hmm. just doesn't fit you. But I think, like, that's part of why being non-binary is, like, equally valid. Because that that's a very specific choice. But, like, again, it's more about your personhood and how you feel comfortable than anything. Oh. And it's, like, being able to be how you want is, like, a hundred percent the most important takeaway yeah for your life so and yeah and i kind of want to jump from that michelle because we're talking about people not conforming to the gender they're assigned as and i think that um the best place to jump off to here is todd because he's uh, he is very much i think he comes off as a cis guy but he's very comfortable in his skin he's very comfortable with dressing and being attracted to things that guys wouldn't be 
usually in like stereotypically wouldn't be attracted to like he definitely shows attraction towards men he shows attraction towards women he shows like interest in a lot of fashion things but he doesn't ever come off as like he's not a guy he he definitely feels comfortable in who he is he's chosen how to identify himself but he has all these like things that he's fine doing and no one ever comments on it or says it's bad and i really enjoy that i think like todd is like this awesome like mirror to um uh uh reggie Reggie. in that he's this person who's completely comfortable in the thing that's been assigned to him at birth but he's willing to go with go outside of that at the same time oh Mm. todd todd probably the person i can most relate to because he kind of reminds me a lot of me um while i am pretty much heterosexual and pretty much just attracted to women but i do have like like stuff like appreciation of playing you know of, of dolls of you know so-called ch- like chick flicks or chick books like reading books that intended for women like like and i had to grow up i'm not older than you guys i am am i it's so this danger stereotype was so much forced upon you yeah i'm not sure they still do this but it used to be like uh like fast food joint they had specific toys yeah they still know, do that yeah thinkers. yeah they should stop doing that because i remember like when i was a kid the girl toys well, so much better. I wanted them, and oh Aww. my, I deal with my, my yeah, dad. Yeah, and, and I think that Todd is definitely a great example of that. He really shows it's okay to like want those girly things, even if you do identify as a guy. I'm sorry, Michelle, I cut you off again. Oh no, I was just gonna say one of my favorite bits surrounding Todd is um the mall episode where Reggie and Esther go to the mall with her mom and he hangs out with the creatures on the island. Yes. We don't know how they identify, but oh, like yeah. we'll have a boys' day. And they start asking increasingly bizarre questions like, Do boys like like to drink lava? And yeah. it just I love yeah. it so much because the show is pointing out like the insanity of like the very specific yeah. things where like boys and girls are expected to like. Cause it's like, yeah, is it a boy or girl thing to like to drink lava? Who knows? But like, you can literally mm-hmm. assign anything to a gender and pretend it it's yeah. valid and real. Yeah, but that's the and best part of so Todd because he realizes that he just says, exactly. yeah, sure, like you can if it's, you want to. He's so chill about it. It's just such a great way to try to like normalize everything for everyone and but, it's yeah. so good but and then the be- I, I still find the joke before that really funny though with like he, they're like let's have a boy's day he's like are you a boy and, yeah, and, and, sure. and, and, yeah sure. and it's just like the spring is or like the slinky's just like clearly not understanding what it just yeah. said but yeah I, I really enjoy that um that that he the show really is trying to say like it's stupid. It's stupid that we have all these arbitrary lines between things. If you enjoy to do some, enjoy doing something, you should do it. There, like, ah, it's great. Thank you, thank you. It's a great with, message. Yeah. With relation to Reggie and Todd, I would like to point out how beautiful it is that the first episode, the villain is a literal label maker. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I, I did think like, of that. Re- That's a good point. Like Reggie's whole thing is like, ew. Like I hate that like you're putting a label on my childhood. That yeah. you're like mm-hmm. defining it as worth this particular value. And so, and that. that kind of extends to the whole show, right? Like That's she amazing. doesn't like oh, that people like people want to fit her into a particular box. She's not ready for that, and gotta, she does. She's against that idea. And they want to be caught into a specific box too, and he's willing to go outside yeah. of it. Like I think that's a great observation, Alex. And I did not yeah. like connect. That. I can't believe I didn't think of that. No, I, I'm amazed I didn't either. 
because that that's a great point. Sorry, Steve, what were you saying? <laughs> and I gotta be honest, that went over my head. I just read a label maker. I just took it at face value as a label yeah, maker. Yeah, I guess because <laughs> the whole island is so like out yeah. there that it's just you kind of like go like sure whatever. There's a sentient label maker now that's evil. <laughs> but um, uh, was there anyone? Did Ali? Did you get a chance to say anything about Todd? I just, I mean, he's great. Yeah. I really appreciated that he's very chill and not. I can't think of the right term, but like inherently, like he's not like aggressive or anything. He's like he, he yeah, he, he like um comfortable with that... his masculinity and yeah. like oh. he's very chill about it. And I like how he gets along with his little sisters. I've seen yeah. so many times before, like shows when you have like young siblings, especially like a brother and little little sisters. There's sort of antagonistic relationships. So I love how they're called. They're just the Jennifers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well yeah. I have my issues with that, but we'll that, get that. We'll talk about. Yeah, we'll that. see. If we have time for that. But I also like that Todd has a good relationship with his older brother too. Like, they, yeah. they're Just um, this show is willing to say that like like all these all three of these main characters we're, and we're gonna finish talking about Esther. Like they have kind of home lives that are kind of messed up in some way, but mm-hmm. they also show that like they still have good relationships with the people in their lives. Like, they still enjoy those people. They just wish these there were things different about these home lives. And mm-hmm. um, with that said, I think we're going to move on to Esther, whose home life we kind of see the least of, and, yeah. but, it's, but yeah. it's hinted at a lot. And I kind of want to talk about that, because Esther is definitely like the Hermione of the show. She's kind of the most heteronormative character. She's but, like Frida and Connie. Yeah. She's like that girl whose parents have a lot of expectations yeah. for her, and she mm-hmm. finds that very constraining. And is, and and she's is she an only child. I think yeah, so, probably. Yeah. Well, so, in the yeah. picture we see that she, it's just her and her parents. Yeah. Okay. She, so I'm an only child too. So I guess in a way I got to relate to her as well. Yeah. And 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 what we see from <laughs> Esther is what I love about Esther is that she plays up in in response to Reggie and Todd. She plays up this like stereotype of this really girly girl. But she does it from this really like understanding perspective. Like she, she recognizes, likes it. Yeah. she she recognizes. Like there's a, there's in one of the episodes where she's like, "This game is fun. I I get that it's heteronormative, but it's still fun. We can we can still have yeah. fun with it." Like she <laughs> has she has raw Michelle Obama energy. Yeah, I love her. yeah. Like she, she <laughs> oh, knows yeah, that she, she has some it. privilege from this fact that she is straight and she is um and she assists, but she's still like. I can be happy and I can enjoy my time with my friends here and we can like like she she understands that that part of her life and it's really a strange thing to have in a child in a show like this yeah. but 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 mm-hmm. she she just plays it up I I really enjoy this um did I, like did anyone really connect with Esther like in terms of like her her mightiness or her like just mm-hmm. I don't know she's just very stressed all the time and very like <laughs> oh, I don't enjoy it but I definitely had very sympathetic towards her she's like I, the character I like most probably like don't want to see hurt. The most yeah. innocent. I think she yeah. has the most innocence of the three. It's a pureness about her. Yeah, uh, and she definitely yeah. has this like not as um self assuredness. Like she definitely goes along with like what Reggie says, and and that's something we get into later in the season that Reggie's like bossing her around, and she's just um I don't know. It, it's really interesting seeing all these little differences because Esther's I think main thing in this. I think Esther's um, mm. arc in this show, in this season, is that she's trying to become more sure of herself, more um, able to voice what she wants. Oh, I just re- just thought of something. Do, do you think there's like any parallels between Reggie and Esther's relationship and the what, butt witch and Big Deal? I was not thinking I don't that. Think no. It's quite that bad. No, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying it's exactly as bad. I'm just saying some. 
There might be some, yeah. But I think the bigger thing is just that Esther is trying to become more, um, just more assertive, more, because that's like, I think in shows, like a lot of times they'll say that, like, pushing people around a bit is a little bit bad, but, like, it's not great. But I think in this show, they show that Esther, like, you need to stand up for yourself, or no one, or like, you can't, no one's gonna hear what you want. And I think that's something, a part of growing up that we don't see a lot in shows like this. This ability to, voice what you want to do because reggie does that through the whole season and esther never does and every time you're just like esther or not, she not the dance though like, i think that was one of her big moments when yeah. she asked yeah. the guy on the dance floor and yeah. she was so excited which makes the reggie taking her back to yeah. the endless even kind yeah. of sadder in a way yeah you know? I, i'm sorry i i never was the wrong word but it's just that she does not, not have often the ability, not yeah. often yeah and the times that she does she's away from reggie or, or away from todd and that she's just until, like, the very end of the show, and she starts, and we start to see a little bit of a different dynamic between the friendship. But Esther, I don't know, like, I don't don't really have a lot to, I've talked a lot about her, but I don't have a lot to say about her, like, deal, I guess, because she's just nice, and that's kind of harder to, like, dig into, just she's a nice person, and that's, like, hard to, like, she's interesting, she's just nice. Did, um, did Allie or Alex, sorry, Michelle, what? She has the best powers, in my opinion. Yes. Like, she has that floaty thing, and she has, like, a lasso. It's pretty cool. Like, no, I would rather be a shapeshifter, personally. Really? But Todd I mean, shapeshifting so silly. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't like what he turns into, but yeah. I appreciate <laughs> that he can turn into things. If, if Todd could, if Todd has more control over it than he showed, like, yeah, obviously I would like the shapeshifting, but if it's just, like, crazy weird animals, like, yeah. I don't know if I want that. But also, like, there's this interesting thing of, like, everyone there gets their own power, which I also find really interesting. Me too. Like, I, I don't know, know if we how wanna... everything is distinguished. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we want to dig into that now, because I think we didn't touch on that, like, at all for these characters. Is like, how they're portrayed on Endless. How mm-hmm. they're shown. Because everyone's different. Like, Esther, def- like, I'd say, like, Esther's probably the loosest one in terms of, like like, what she gets from being on Endless, like, from her power and stuff. But it might just be this idea of being able to be free and be able to, like fly like she does like she she doesn't like on earth she definitely felt a lot more like grounded she couldn't like escape all these things around her and she felt trapped by everything like she was just following everyone's expectations and then endless she gets the ability to fly and just she is the fastest of their group like she can move around she like she seems happier to do that stuff and then reggie wants to be strong like she wants the ability to assert herself and she gets that and that's shown through this season and then todd i think we talked about like he gets the ability to change however he wants he can portray himself however he wants to and he feels com- he seems comfortable in any of the weird shapes he takes like mm-hmm. he seems comfortable and that's definitely indicative of what he what we talked about with him before um and i just find that interesting like that they definitely delve deep with uh these uh powers uh ali did you have something to say about this about endless about esther well or- i just not really, not specifically about Esther, but I'm really curious about if they will ever get into the lore, if we get, like, a second season. A, like Michelle was saying, how the island came to be, because there were people before yeah. Reggie. I yeah. don't think she created the island. Well, I mean, we saw Elmer. She didn't. I have, th- I have theories on that. We can get to that after we finish. I know, I know, but um, I just I just say I got thoughts on that later. Yeah, no, we can talk about theories <laughs> at the end. Um, I'd also I'll, want to know how their powers manifest. Like, I mean, it definitely it has something to do with their personality, obviously. Yeah, like, like, it, that, that's what, what it seems like. I, I, Like I said, Esther doesn't really fit as well for me, but it seems like it fits yeah, personality. Yeah, that's, yeah. But, but also, but even that four-year-old had a power that fit what, like... Ogden, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it seemed yeah. to fit, like, what he wanted. That could be the episode that really dragged me in, I think. Well, I want to see the, uh, the second season. I want to see the Jennifers going to Endless and see what powers they can have. But it also seemed like it wasn't like 
it seemed like they got powers based on the first time they wanted something in Endless. You know what I mean? Because Maybe, Reggie yeah. wanted yeah. to be strong and like punch that kick, like the four square ball, and like it went really far. And yeah. that seems like I think like reductive, but it fit like she wanted that really bad because it played into how she felt about the real world, into when she was made fun of at Foursquare in the real world. Like, she became good at all those things she was made fun of, and that fits her character. That's what she wants. Mm-hmm. And then Todd, yeah. or not Todd, because mm-hmm. um, we didn't see Todd first use his powers, but Esther, we saw her first use it, and, like, she just wanted to catch them in the race. And, like, it definitely manifested in a way that fit the situation she was in. Like, maybe that had something to do with it. But, yeah. Like, I don't know if there's That's this deep... Point. I didn't think about that. Like, but again, that might just be... There might not be a reason to this deep lore. Like, there might not, might not go this deep... Sense. It make I think it makes sense because like again the kid yeah. like he got invisible because he was scared like right mm-hmm. like I think it just fits like the deepest desire you have when you go to endless and what if Connolly went to endless what would her power be I mean maybe that's maybe, maybe that's crack. something to do with a camera like maybe she could like, yeah she becomes a camera or like or maybe she like can freeze stuff or something like freeze frame things or something or she can change. Change things colors. Mm-hmm. Artistic. She becomes gay. No, I don't know. <laughs> is I mean, everyone gay? Maybe they already are, though. I mean, like, everyone in the show is already no. gay. Like, maybe yeah. it's time to move to the side characters in the gayness. But, Alex, did you have something to say about Esther? We didn't get a chance to come to you, or are you good? Uh, I, yeah, I don't really have anything. Yeah. Except in the, I, I guess, in the discussion of gender identity, Reggie and Todd have, like, very different things going on. So does Esther play the straight man? Yeah, I Thanks. Think she yeah. Thanks, does. Alex. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my thoughts. I think was that supposed to be a joke, or were you just saying that like? <laughs> I I think I'm that's rubbing up off to your interpretation. I think Sarah. I'm rubbing off on you, Alex, with these bad jokes. This the, is, okay. Wow, anyway. that, that's a, an insult that you think you are capable of. That <laughs> wonderful observation that I just made. Well, I'm sorry, insulting myself too. Okay, let's move on before these two... No more insults. Um, Because I think what we can move on to now is just some, like, um, we'll run down some side characters, see what we want to talk about. I know you specifically... We could go to Dr. Champion first. He's he's a fan of Allie's. I know. I was literally going to say, Allie, I know you have someone to talk about. Go ahead. You have the floor. Where am I? I don't know. He's just... I don't know. He appeals to my ADHD brain. The fact that he screams nonsense is just... It's so... It's... It ensues hilarity for me. Yeah. Like, the whole and, episode and, and where they character like that. Yeah, they, they, there was the whole episode where they're learning, and he's like, I'm so <laughs> advanced. And they're like, I yeah. can't read. And then yeah, he runs I like away. what's happening. <laughs> of course I'm the best in the class, Mom. Yeah, I have to leave now. <laughs> Dr. Champion is Dr. Champion. <laughs> I love him so Like, much. I could not name... Like, or the scene where we see where he lives, and it's just... Yes. What was that? <laughs> it's what milk he, time. Like, didn't what was the episode with the sad Mantha where he they took his shack and they were like you have like five other oh, no that was oh, no, that, that was, was Colin. Colin they took Colin's oh, shack whoops. Colin is the yeah. only one I remember the name of because he's the one that scares the light <laughs> out of me every episode he is what nightmares are made Colin, of and the fact that he is really so is. prominent upsets Colin me Colin is the tree trunks of this series for me he like I hate so him so scary I love mm-hmm. him. He was part of the reason it was hard to get to the show. I'm like, why yeah. are so many of these yeah. characters so uncomfortable? And why does Colin exist at M- all? Michelle, do, do you like tree trunks? Because this feels like tree trunks to me. Oh, oh my god. So it's worse than tree trunks. What? Okay, that's a hot I, take. Tree trunks is worse, I well, think. Well, 
Tatrix has the benefit of looking much cuter. You know, like, she she does annoying things, but at least she's nice to look at. Uh, But Colin is like a giant walking uh, cloud of um, Play Doh. And he has a giant Barney and something deformed had a baby and pooped it out. I know, it's so. Why did they draw him that way? How did he get there? Why can't he go to his other seven shacks and just close the door and never come out? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to think of the ones I do like. I like um the oh, the, pick, though. I the small it. blue one with the like four eyes. I think oh, yeah, they're and she's really adorable. Like, yeah, like I, I'm not sure what like none of them really have a gender, but like this one seems like it might be like it kind of has this non-conforming like tone it, to it. Yes, it's so appealing, and the fish lady is really great too. I just yes. love her crazy fish body. It's so good. Yeah, mm. there's a lot. Oh, the like dolphin that. lady. Yeah, yeah. The dolphin lady. I forget what a full day was. It was just really She has anime eyes, too. It's so good. (laughs) Also, Sadmantha is great. Oh, yeah, Sadmantha is good. What about about how the more things you own, the more there is to lose? Oh, my God. What about about the the, the gay couple? Um, Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Guys, yeah. Mac and Beef. Mac and Beef. Beef Beef House. Beef House, house. yeah. Yeah. They're so in love. And I love that that came from Reggie's mind. Like, Reggie's just like, here's these gay wrestlers. And They're the l- ultimate couple in her eyes. Yeah, so I need her like to talk to them. Group for love. Yeah, you know, you know who they remind me of? It makes me think of they got a like, Bert and Ernie vibe to me. <laughs> They're like a healthy relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Other quite as much. I just love that they like. There was like a whole episode devoted to just showing them in love. Yeah, yeah. like the car. they. Sh- it was really great. I really I loved it. Yeah. Pressed the world for you. They were honestly, I think they were what like kept me watching the show because I wasn't really into it. And then the episode with her brother came before that one, and then those mm-hmm. two were really got me into it. Yeah, these but also two, because this, this, gay representation. Yeah, like this one was just like, oh, we're like on episode seven, and we already have like gay. Like let's yes. keep going. And it's like just no big deal. It's just like. It's just, like, everyday thing in this and, world. Like, and, like, yeah. characters in the show are actively, like, really excited about it. Like, yeah. like Esther. Esther is super excited for it. And, like, in, uh, like if you compare it to, like, other episodes where, like, she's fitting this, like, ve- very cis girl this stereotype. But, like, at the same time, like, in here, she's, like, totally into this gay relationship. So it's, like, they're they're all equal. They're all love, you know? And, like, yeah. that, mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing to... I think that's the best to way to put it. Esther, like, she is definitely cis and straight. But at the same time, she sees the – she is not, like – she is definitely not homophobic or anything like that. Like, no. she is, like, this is the love just ally. like mine. This is love like anything I could feel. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. And I think that's a really great character to have in this show with people that are a little nonconforming like we've been talking about. Um, what other side characters were there? There's a lot of side characters in this uh, show. I, I, I will say of that. Like... Like the weird side characters, uh, Tasty Troy is one that stuck in my head. <laughs> Which one is Tasty Troy? I'm bad at the names. He, he he's got he's got a funky voice oh that talks like yeah. this. No, I'm good. You can stop, Alex. What I got is it. I'll, I'll do the rest of the podcast like this. What about the guy that's kind of like has four legs and he was like at home dancing and then his wife came home? And- he looked like he had tiny oh. friends also married yeah, yeah. No. that was such a there are so many weird characters in the show like it's oh. very adventure timey like, 
What about the penguin? Yeah, okay, man. Oh, no. Why do you look like Guy Fieri when he turns oh, yeah. evil? Yeah, oh, that's the show. That. We need well, to talk about this forever. Guy Why Fieri is the encapsulation of all evils, so it makes sense. Yeah. Like, he's not a bad guy. But like, they show find, like, pictures yeah. of all Why? these characters. This wiki sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this, it's the show so new. They haven't really yeah, updated it properly. And, and all, but, but really, Michelle... Why they choose Guy Fieri? He I even, know. Like, Why is he the flip shirt and the gelled spike hair? Like he wasn't it's even so interested true. in food in the show. Like it was just the was outfit it? he was wearing. They just because... want a radical change, and I guess Guy Fieri is a pretty radical change for anyone. But like Guy Fieri's not a bad person. <laughs> like, I know. Like, but Guy he has a like... very, but he has a very broy reputation, and the but, penguin turned into a real bro not. after. Like if you no, look into him, he's, he's very wacky. nice. Wait, I. What about the dog? Uh, what is his name? Guy Pleasant. Oh, Guy what do you guys Pleasant. Think of him? Oh, I no. forget what he looks like. What is Guy Pleasant? He's like, like a dog d- with the guitarist on oh, the top. Oh, the hot guy! Yeah, the hot guy. He yeah. has the green dog body. Oh, he's amazing, and he has a good singing voice. Doctor Champion's <laughs> boyfriend. What, what, yeah, Michelle? Yeah, they're dating for sure. Michelle, what, what you're Michelle, Michelle, what you're saying is that you would be just as into Guy Pleasant as Esther is. <laughs> Absolutely, we shared one thing in common, and it's that guy. <laughs> oh my! God. Just mm-hmm. one thing. Yeah, I get, I really, I'm actually curious on your guys' opinion about Brown Roger because he pisses me off. Oh, he does. Oh, I love him. He's so bad selfish and mean to Todd, He's and I cute. don't appreciate yeah. it. Insecure yeah. about it. He, the yeah. They have. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's like reminds me of Angel Bunny. He's just sort of a kind of a jerk animal to certain people. Well, Brown adore. Roger is like a cat, you know. He's like Momo. Yeah. He's, he's fine. He's cute. I guess he is yeah. like a cat. Yeah. Uh, he's very, very protective of, of his owner, you know. Yeah. Very possessive of his owner, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's probably also connected because Reggie can sometimes be very possessive herself, so they kind of he go learned well it from together. her. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess that's fair. Okay. We've been dancing around this for way too long. We need to talk Connolly because yes, Reggie is yes, super gay, yes. and we need to talk about it because yes. Connolly is this really like stereotypical pretty girl but she has a lot of hobbies that seem to line up with reggie's really well and she definitely shows interest in a friendship with reggie but reggie which is this is incredible reggie has the biggest gay crush on connelly ever can we call her a disaster lesbian if she's non-binary yes if she because you can identify as a lesbian if you're non-binary I think it's honestly two things. I feel like in the Locked Forever episodes, it's a combination of, like, she goes to Endless because she can't fit in with most of the normal kids. And so I feel like she has that insecure fear that Connolly won't like her if she gets yeah. to know her on top of her crush. I feel like there are two compounded yeah. things at once. But there's also, also this idea that, like, so Connolly's like one of the first people in the real world not related to Endless that, like, has an interest in her like they're mm-hmm. like she's not someone that like she approached because even todd like even though todd approached her after she talked like she approached his friend group and then he came over afterwards to talk to her but yeah. Connolly like just approached her of her own accord and i think esther that really does too though doesn't she 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 just kind of wants esther, to be but esther friend. has different issues that yeah. <laughs> didn't she just show up to endless yeah yeah. yeah esther, esther just like esther just was very clingy and grabbed on to uh um, uh, Reggie, and just, like, it, it, it wasn't a reciprocated thing. This, though, is Connolly showing, like, friendly interest in a healthy way, and Reggie having no idea how to how to act uh, on that. Also goes against what she's trying to do to us, is not grow up. Yeah. You know, be attracted. That's puberty. That's part of growing up, and 
I, she sort of, I think maybe Reggie might be at war with herself with that, fighting with that attraction. Yeah, because I mean, also that's she's... definitely what's going cause, on. Because, like, there are some reads of the show, I think, that say Reggie is a romantic. Like, it's possible that, like, Reggie just doesn't want to have a romantic relationship with somebody. But it's also could be said that, like, that's just because, like, her parents broke up and she is not sure how to deal with that. So... I, she just doesn't know how. She's yeah. never been in a relationship. Which and plus, normal. like, the implication is that if she were to hang out with Conley, she'd be hanging out with her and Conley's friends more, which means she would be an Endless less. Yeah. And the fear of letting go of Endless is, like, a whole big mm. metaphor for her childhood. So mm-hmm. she's not ready on multiple levels. That's I'd sure. say, yeah. Is she in seventh grade? Because Connolly's in eighth grade, right? I think so. so. I think so. Yeah. yeah, it must be like junior high um, or something. No, we, all, all we know is I think I don't think they say which grade Reggie's in. We know Reggie's in middle school, and that Connolly is in the grade a grade above her. Okay. Oh, so, so she has a crush on Sam. In the first episode, yeah. she turned twelve. And for me, I turned 12, I was in 6th grade, That's so... completely possible. But the yeah. point yeah. is that she's attracted to someone who is older than her. And... Mm-hmm. and I Notice think... me, senpai. Yeah. Yeah, it's and very she much has that twice. Yeah. Several times she noticed her. Don't notice me, senpai. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then at the dance, Connell even waves at Reggie, and Reggie has... Yes! And this she causes Reggie to have a complete again. breakdown. I was so upset yeah. when that happened. Oh, but Reggie. I think this is really nice because I think in a lot of shows with this like don't, dynamic, like it ends with this happy relationship. I think this just really shows. No, it can be yeah. confusing. It, it, well, like not always that easy. Like your first crush isn't like perfect. It isn't like fun and like it's confusing because you have no idea what you're feeling. You have no idea how to sort through it. Todd, mm-hmm. being a lot more sure of himself and a lot more understanding of his emotions, like he lands in this relationship that seems healthy and at least fun for him. Because, like, in middle school, mm-hmm. you're not going to have a relationship that end, goes forever. But he's at least having a relationship that seems healthy. And that's important when you're growing yeah. up. But Reggie mm-hmm. just does not want to engage with that, has no want to do that. Mm-hmm. Even though she is so gay. <laughs> yeah. He's um, a baby gay. Yes, a very <laughs> baby gay. Sorry, go ahead, Steve. Oh, nothing. Um, I was just thinking about um, Connolly, um... Um, is she, uh, what, is she Latina, or? What? I don't I'm think, just, I don't think we can say. I don't know. It's, it's, it's possible, it's possible. Wait, because it's not, have, not shown in the, in the there's show. There's nothing shown oh, in the show I will say she is it. voiced by my icon, Stephanie Beatrice. So, so <gasps> yes! Oh my god. <laughs> Allie. Yeah, awesome. But I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, she is. Allie's excited. I mean, Rosa Beatrice, oh, sorry. Stephanie Beatrice is very, very good. Uh, too oh bad we God. don't have we don't have our Beatrice here. Beatrice, <laughs> I'm sure loves Stephanie Beatrice. <laughs> um, but um, I, I think we should end this. Well, not end this, but we should move on to talk about some episodes really quick. Um, I'm gonna vamp for you all to pull up the Wikipedia I sent you to see. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll, I I'll got just... it. Uh, just with, with regards to characters, also oh, Butt Witch, we haven't really they talked have about I was going to talk about Butt Witch when we yes. talked about the Butt Witch well, first episode. None of these episodes really get, oh. we get, I can't the episode details on the Wikipedia page, just the quick summaries. <laughs> but I mean, it's not great, but you need the episode titles. I've remembered most of it. I can help you if you remember, can't remember yeah, the title. Yeah, I know how it is. I'm not good yeah. with episode titles, so I just... Yeah, <laughs> but um, I guess we can, I guess we can talk about Butt Witch before we jump into like specific episodes. Yeah. Alex, because Butt Witch is yeah, because important. like Butt Witch is like the lone the the lone car- uh, antagonist that kind of carries over throughout the show. So I feel like he, uh, she's 
up to main character status levels. Like, she appears in a lot. Um, I really enjoy that she's voiced by Matt Berry, because Matt Berry just has a very unique voice. voice. Mm. And it, it, it adds to, like, the whole non-gender conforming nature of the entire show, that it's, like, it's a, a very male voice coming out of a very female body, and, like, it's very, very comfortable in its own skin. And it's the the barbs that she lets out are very very good. The relationship with Big Deal is very dysfunctional, and I love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and I think they do good with like designing when she get begins going berserk in the last couple of episodes, like making her look more and more monstrous as as she goes on. And I find it interesting that she's kind of formed out of uh, Reggie's um, fear of wanting to learn about puberty. Or wanting to learn about her own body and so the butt which is kind of like the personification of um, uh, yeah, of her definitely. of her adolescence what? and so it's like I, the the fear of wanting to get to that is like the butt witch herself so that like adds an extra layer to whenever they, they interact and whenever the butt witch destroys reggie's place to escape it's like it's literally her future that's doing that to um, yeah it's, it's very thing, interesting one thing yeah. though you gotta take don't though the butt witch debut it mentioned that she's returned, like she's been back before. It's like it may not be Reggie that created her in the first place. She might have been reincarnated. She might have been around long before because it's implied that this is not a new character for Endless. Maybe she took on a different form that suited yeah. Reggie's situation, mm-hmm. and Reg- Reggie's just her current target. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but the butt which was made by like those puberty magazines and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But also by the volcano. So. Also, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of weird little things in this. Um. There's a there's a lot of weird little uh hints at how endless works, but they never really want to dig into that. I think they want to keep endless this like just place that they want to keep it thematic more than like lore based. I kind of wonder. But, I mean, you say that, but now we know that it like it messes with people's minds and yeah. makes them go crazy if they're it's... there for too long. They turn into Captain Elmer, <laughs> and it becomes like more real to them than whatever their real life was before. If they're if they're not willing to face their their own maturity, and that's like. Honestly, that could legit happen to Reggie. Like, at a point in the last three episodes, I feel like she's like, well, I definitely want to explore all of Endless. And Todd and Esther are like, yo, do I remember when we, like, went insane? Or that what happened like, to Elmer? <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah, but that happened to you. That won't happen to me. And it's, like, left in this kind of ominous yeah. place. Yeah. And I like that evil? the show's willing to go yeah. there. Like, there are real stakes here now. Yeah. Like, and, and I like that because the stakes are, can Reggie complete her character arc and that's exactly. and that and that's a They're much dramatic. more interesting like plot point like they fit this like the character arc into the plot which is so yeah. hard to do but they did yeah. it so well and that's so great hmm. um yeah so i kind of wonder is endless an evil place or not they kind of leave it up in the air because of what it does to people yeah it's very interesting what's going on here like are these random side characters just kids that have been here so long they become like non-human yeah. Ooh, yeah, maybe. Never thought of they, that. When they go crazy, like what when they're laughing hysterically, Esther and Todd. That's when um Doctor Champion's also like laughing. doing very similar behavior. Yeah. You get the sense like, was he a normal person in the real oh, world? Yeah, that's he's lost and crazy now. Yeah. Like maybe that's what happened to all of them. And that's oh, like damn. again such a spooky kind of like. 
what is the endless and is being an endless place like a good or bad thing because mm-hmm. it depends yeah. on how you look at it well because also you're not allowed to like talk or not talk badly but like air out grievances with people because then like gross little worms will come out of you yeah. what's that about and also there's the fact oh. that you once you bring something to endless it can't come back yeah. yeah. It's just there forever now. Like, like if you try to bring body. something there just to show somebody, you can't take it back to the other world. And it's mm-hmm. it, like there's this endless seems to want to take things from people and not yeah. want to. It, it really seems like it wants to take and not like give back to people. Keeps in theme with the selfishness. Yeah. And it's like yeah. the island itself is a character that perfectly mirrors Reggie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's. Let's start wrapping this up. Like, I want to see, like, if there's any episodes you all that jumped out at you. Um, let's try to talk about different episodes each. Um, so if okay. you have the list in front of you, if anyone's ready, uh, if you can name your favorite episode, maybe, like, talk about why it's your favorite, what you connected with. Locked out forever. Okay. okay, go, Allie. Yeah. No, I don't have to use it. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I knew someone was going to name it because someone had to. You can talk about both parts, Allie. Well, I don't – I mean, I remember mostly the first part and then the second where she's – where Reggie's struggling to get back into Endless because she breaks her key. And I appreciated how they went and showed the flashback of her art teacher. Also, I really love him. Yeah. He's such a good teacher. He's just yeah. very encouraging and not – like, I mean, you know, most – well, in my case, personally, all my art teachers have been like, you'll never amount to anything, give up, like, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. They don't – a lot of art teachers don't let their students be creative, so it was nice to see mm. that mm. perspective. But I also, did, you know, it's gay, so yeah. it's the best episode. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I definitely think you touched on what I forgot to mention earlier, is that all the adult, like I think pretty much every adult in the show is like in some way nice to kids. Like they're not yeah. like yeah. they're not mean, except for the one teacher Esther has. She's kind of mean, but <laughs> yeah, but, but everyone else, like they, yeah. even if they're not doing things that like we should aspire to they're not like talking they're not talking down to these kids they're talking to them as if they're people and i think that's really something as well yeah. even yeah. reggie's dad like when um judy's explaining why he left it's not necessarily to put blame on him for leaving but she just admits that you know he he wasn't ready to for the responsibility of being a parent and that's and so what he did was the thing. best he, the best idea for our family, honestly, because he he just wasn't in a place where he could do a good job, and, and Reggie just kind of accepts that. that. And yeah, I think that was like a really healthy thing to show that like mm-hmm. some yeah. people just aren't good parents, and it's almost mm-hmm. better to recognize I'm doing more damage by staying here exactly than, than um I would if I left. And yeah, like my dad. Yeah, and there's there's something to that where like he might he might there are probably things he could be doing better to like help Reggie's life, but. He at, at the end of the day, he's looking out for his own mental health and the fact that he thinks that he would be hurting Reggie. And I think there's something not bad to say about that, honestly. Yeah, it's a mature response. It's a more mature response than staying and harming. Yeah, which is which is funny considering that Judy's complaint about him is that he's not mature. But it seems like he made one mature decision in all this. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. The irony. Yeah. Are, um, Alex, did you have a favorite episode? Can you remember? I mean, I was gonna pick Reggie's dad forever. We kind of we kind of did just talk about it. Sorry. Like, you kind of covered the biggest parts. Although I will say, also, Sad Mantha herself is just like a really fun, funny character. Amy yeah. Sedaris kills it as per usual with her voice roles. Like <laughs> oh so I knew just, that was her. I'm like, this sounds like Princess Carol. I know someone <laughs> yeah, said yeah. it already, but like yeah. the part where she's like having more things just means you have more to lose. Like that is just like <laughs> it's so dark. Do you ever mm-hmm. think about lost puppies? Yeah. <laughs> lost 
puppies. Uh, and, and also, like, I think that um, uh, Re- Reggie herself, like, it, it's they they draw a very strong parallel between like her running away from the issues of uh, of Sadmantha being caused, and then like she has to talk with her mom. About her, about how her dad walked away in the middle of, it. and then so she goes back. It's like, okay, well, I need to. I'm at least going to confront my issue after yeah. that conversation. So like, they, they draw a very strong parallel between the two, and I think that it really works in that episode. Yeah. So, and I, if you're watching the episodes in order, I would say that's kind of like the turning point in terms of the show more consistently hitting on the deeper topics of 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 growing up and change because like yeah yeah, like reggie's dad forever you get uh locked out forever like three episodes after that you get brown roger forever spring break forever so like i i think that from like before that episode it's like kind of like a show it's fine in the background but i think from reggie's dad forever onward is like where it like kind of demands your attention a little bit more because it's like getting getting Mm -hmm. deeper into the themes that it wants to hit I, I also, please watch the episodes in order. Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, there is some chronology. Yeah, there. like it doesn't feel like it is at the beginning, but the ep- the episodes do have a distinct chronology. Yeah. Like it's more later, but in the beginning, even still, there's like yeah. they like learn about things about the island as they go. Sorry, mm-hmm. Steve. Do you want do you do you know your episode? Oh, I, what episode I want to talk about, I guess, is Fantasy Forever. Um, I just kind of like though how could easily made this girl like just a straight out antagonist. You you love those characters, Steve. I should have predicted yeah. this is the episode. It's, it's like Elodie, yeah. 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 Huh. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of like yeah, you know, like it shows like you got other people point of view. People, no matter how different you are, but sometimes you people growing up they have the same similar issues. We all have our own little issues you got to deal with growing up, and you know it's sometimes best to get to learn to understand someone's point of view. You know, instead of, you know, just being enemies or just thinking someone's just bad. So that's kind of what I like. I like the like, like, really, there's no characters on the show except for the butt witch that's a straight out antagonist. Everyone's, everyone's like this greatness to them. So that's yeah. kind of what I like about this show. And, and this episode also had the part where Reggie, like, gave the earrings to that girl. Like, she, yeah, yeah, the turkey earrings. And yeah. I think that was a really cute moment and a really, I think, like that's like a lot of shows like this with like growing up messages like how to have a moral and this one like this never feels heavy-handed or like forced or this just feels like something reggie would do and i like that but it also yeah. feels like a moment where she's learning and i think that's a really hard line to ride in these and, kinds of shows and they I do it well i also think it's really perilous that it seems reggie and this girl they have similar type of relationship with their mom yeah especially like and they have similar jobs seem to put yeah yeah puts like Seem, I think that girl might be put, her mom might be putting some undue pressure on her just a bit, which shows you how makes Judy look better because well she doesn't go as far like she doesn't she puts some pressure on Reggie but she gives her her space. I'm not sure this girl is as lucky as Reggie is. I'm just saying. I, I think it's unfair, like especially with this show, to say like from a tiny cross section we know the entire dynamic. I know, going on I know, there. I don't know. I know, I but know, it I definitely know. definitely does paint the picture of. Yeah. Her mom is overbearing, and yeah. but it, they also you can see where that child came from. That mom, like they, there's exactly def- yeah. like you see how that happened, but mm-hmm. you it, it, it's it's hard to say how much that is nature and nurture again. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, Michelle, we made it to you. <laughs> you have. Had, is, is there? A, can you name something other than locked out forever that you found uh, really fun? 
I think the Moth Forever was the first one that just really hit me. Yeah. Because again, it, it does such a it's juggling like several things, but I feel like it really knocks all those things out of the park because there's the whole level of so like the gender thing's a big part of it, and Reggie not feeling she's not into like oh the makeover thing or like oh I don't watch this soap opera that my friend and mom are bonding over. That's weird. And there's also just like her her feeling kind of jealous that her friend seems to be better at getting along with her mom than she is. Mm-hmm. Um, but on top of that, there's also like the, the stuff with the, the dress and the store and how she wants to wear like this really silly stuff. And the mom finds this very like simple girly, like formal dress. And she says like, Oh, we have to find something nice for you to wear at the wedding. And just this idea that like <sighs> wearing a certain kind of dress and presenting a certain way means you're like, more mature yeah. and grown up too is like definitely part of that. And I, it just, Oh, it so many and I feelings. just got that like yeah. a day ago when I wore makeup and I was like, okay, thanks. I'm 25. Yeah. But thanks. Like, this whole idea. Like, yeah. Like again, like to be treated seriously, you have, you have to, to look, look a certain, certain way. way. Yeah. And Reggie mm-hmm. really doesn't want to look that way, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's wrong or that she's immature for not wanting that. And I yeah. feel like, I really love what they're doing with her mom because like it's it's such a specific thing when you have a parent who has had like you know she her mom even says like well I love doing stuff like this when I was Reggie's age I can't understand why she really is not interested in any of it and so the the inability or the struggle really to connect with your child when your child is a very different person than you were. And you assuming like, oh, we're, we're both girls. So of course we'll both like this stuff. Like she's finding that with Esther. And that's part of like the complexity of why Reggie's like so <laughs> upset. But then again, like she lets her get the boots at the end. And I, and, and she sticks up for her when she has the skunk makeup on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, it's so wonderful because like, even though her mom doesn't quite understand her all the time, she still like unabashedly loves her and is, is trying to support her mm-hmm. as best as makes sense to her. And I feel like that's going to be an ongoing process too for her mom. Yeah. And it's just all good and it's all kind of complicated, but like that's life. And that's yeah. why it hit me so hard. So I really, really like that episode. Yeah, that's a great episode. I'll just say that I really enjoyed the like tone of, I really felt the way uh, I-, I understood the exact feeling Reggie had about going to the ball with her mom. Yeah. Like just yeah. that, like, oh my God, I really don't want to go with you right now. I don't want to be your like dress up doll for like. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, like that, that mood, like, is so strong, and, like, I just felt it so hard, that whole episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, real. oh, show me how it looked, and it's just like, oh my god. It's the mom episode. The mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the mom episode. I guess, uh, to name one for myself, um, I'm waffling between two. I guess I'll just go with one we haven't talked about as much, I guess. Um, dan- I, I really like Dance Forever. Or not Dance Forever, yeah. I'm sorry, um, Spring Break Forever. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not like that one? It's good, but I like Dance Forever because you, you see how... Oh, yeah, I like Dance Forever, too. We, 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 we just haven't and... talked about Spring Break Forever as much. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, spring Break Forever, um, I'd like because it... it, it with, in the later half of the season, in the second half, we really do this have this push and pull of they want to go to Endless, but they can't. And it kind of is this inverse of it. And I really like that. And it re- we really see what Reggie is like 
when she's forced to confront yeah. being in the real world, be forced mm-hmm. to confront being not this person who can just run away from all her problems. And I think they could have gone into it a little bit more in the episode, but I do find that really interesting. On top of that, we get some really spooky stuff in Endless where, like, uh, Esther and Todd just get more and more and more out of it. And it's pretty creepy when, like, Esther's like, that's your sister. And Todd's like, oh, yeah, that is my sister. How did I forget that? (laughs) And it's just, like, I I I think this had... This felt like most to me like an episode of something a lot more serialized than the rest of the show is. Like, it felt like we were leading to stuff with this. And it does pay off a little bit in A Stranger Forever with Elmer, who is also really creepy. Yeah, I love Elmer. He's so scary. Uh, <laughs> Michelle, he's, he's the kind of creep I can tolerate. I can't tolerate Colin, but I can, to- I can tolerate like, Elmer. Michelle, that is like the most you think. That's a creep I can tolerate. <laughs> Make that the so, of so Elmer, she, uh, established, he's a kid, right? He's, uh, he's, he was a kid. I don't know if he's a kid anymore. I wasn't, I, I was, but, What would happen but, if they brought him back to the real anymore? world, though? I don't think he's human anymore because his arms and legs pop off like a uh, plastic doll now. That's like yeah. really creepy and messed up. It that is whole creepy. Thing. Like Pinocchio, but nightmare. Like, it's oh. inverse Pinocchio. But from being a real boy to being this weird puppet. Oh my god. I know! And he's inside a whale thing. Like, it's very much reverse Pinocchio. Yeah. It's creepy. I don't know if we we need to dig it. We've dug into a lot of this show. Um, Oh, wait. I just like. We're going to give you a final thought, Steve. Remember how this works? I still give you a final thought. Don't worry. Okay, okay. As Steve was implying, it, he wants to say something last, but we'll come to you, Steve. Allie, okay, okay. Allie, do you have any final thoughts on this show? Needs season two. I didn't know that it wasn't confirmed yet. So no, it's know. not. We'll have to hope and see. Um, I've seen rumors that the studio is having some issues. Um, hopefully they're not true. <laughs> Stop having issues, please. Yeah. Um, final thoughts. Uh, I didn't... Well... I thought I would enjoy it. It still took me a while too, and then I really did enjoy it. Probably after episode six, I also didn't think I'd be into the animation style as much as I was. It's just not not that it's like different from anything I've ever seen, but it's it's a refreshing style, and I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, and I would like more, please. Yeah, it. it I agree. I agree with all that. Uh, Alex, um, we didn't mention the episode Dustin Forever, although the only reason that episode is relevant is because Reggie expresses her hatred for podcasts. Oh, right. I'm oh, sorry. Podcasts. I can't believe he had a podcast in, like, what, the late 90s? Were podcasts a thing back then? Wait, does this take place in the past? I she wasn't... has the boombox. I mean, I mean she uses a weird. dial what she, phone. Who, this, it doesn't so remind me of this our That's though. a good point. That's a good yeah. point, Michelle. Is this supposed to be set in the 90s? Because no one has cell phones. I think it is. I think it's like the mid to late 90s. Oh, hmm. I didn't that, realize that. Well, that that is that is very anachronistic then, yeah, because like podcasts like began like in the mid two thousands. I want to say it also yeah. could just be that these are kids and they're the showrunners are making a statement about like, hey, you don't need to buy kids cell phones, guys. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> no, maybe. I'm pretty sure it's the past though. I <laughs> yeah. mean, you mean like you mean like Summer Camp Island? So also sort of seemed in the past. Kind of. 
Yeah. I mean, also the fact that she like pushes in a VHS tape yeah. in that exactly. in that episode is like yeah. what the evidence like, is mounting. Like, what are like four year olds in tw- in 2019 who like stumble across this show? What are they gonna think she's doing? This like, oh, she's pushing a box. Oh my god! TV, I just feel like that I'm old now that I know what a VHS is and that some people don't. Yeah, like this is. Like, we have to remember this show is kind of like aimed at a much younger audience. Like, can you imagine? Like, oh, like just the people are really going to be introduced to the idea of VHS as through twelve forever. Wow, that is crazy. But yeah, podcasts are stupid. Uh, yeah. We got to do audio dramas. That's what's cool, apparently. Apparently. So. Okay, Steve. Steve. Okay, I just thought, uh, what if perhaps that. One, like J- Judy has been to Endless before. Like she's sort of an alumni of the place. You think like maybe um just kid. her mom was there once. Yes, yes. I'm the one was the other kid. I'm like, and then I guess if you never come back when you get a certain age, you're able to grow up. You sort of lose your memories of it. Yeah, that, that but, could be. But, it. it could be like Fairly Odd Parents in that way. Yeah, and last the thing though, Todd's father sucks. I'm just saying. We didn't talk about it a lot, but gives, he does. Yeah, who gives her? You give your twin daughters the same name. You know how that's going to mess them up? I'm just saying that that's... Uh, they can change it legally when they get older. I know. Maybe they're spelt differently. But I mean... Well, still, that's still messed up. I know. It's, it's, still, it's more lazy than messed up, honestly. Yeah. He's and like, also, yeah, they're both Jennifer. Also, he calls them Bugs. He calls his own daughter Bugs. I mean, I mean that sounds like a pet name. Like, yeah. Parents have, yeah. Parents have silly pet names for their kids all the time. Uh, okay, that's almost something like an older, like a sibling would say to their siblings, but whatever. Okay. As, cool. Other than that, I really love the show. I'm not sure it's going to be season two. It seemed like they left this open ended yeah. that this could be a one shot season. So I'm cool either way. I would, but I would want more. more. Yeah, me too. So Michelle, <laughs> you're up last. What'd you think? Any la- uh, last thoughts? I have two last thoughts. So okay. the end of the spring break for other episode. It kind of occurs to me that not in a malicious way, but the the creatures there kind of seem to be enabling. Um, Esther and Todd to stay there because they keep coming up with activities for them to do, right? Yeah. Um, and and when she goes back, instead of like you know self caring her friends, she's just like, wow, I'm not gonna waste the rest of my vacation. I'm going back if you guys won't. She mm-hmm. gets there and she says like, you guys are my real friends. And then the hot dog yeah. guys like, yes, we are. And it just closes with that, which again yeah. is one of those moments that feels very disconcertingly like. Endless, terrifying. Yeah, Endless yeah. seems really scary when and you I view it through it. the lens of an yeah. adult and not through the eyes it's of these kids. It's very spooky. So yeah. that's one yeah. thing. My other point is, like, I I love that they decided for Reggie that she was going to be from, like, a financially struggling family. Because mm-hmm. her little house is, like, it's, like, gray and bleak. Her colorful world she's made for herself is, like, the most exciting thing going on. Her mom... Like, there are all these little signs of her struggling with money. Um, especially, like, even when she, the mall episode, she's, like, going to the clearance rack and everything's too expensive. And she's Damn. like, oh, man. So, like, I just, like, appreciate that that's, like, another level of her experience. Because, again, like, not everyone is middle class and, like, mm-hmm. you know, has everything. And that's just, like, a, another little bit of realism I appreciate about the show. Yeah, that's great. Like, I I just love this show a lot. I, I, I think I've voiced my love for specifically the non-conforming nature of the characters. And so I, I don't know if there's anything more I could say. So you, with that said, we had a great conversation here. You can find out 
all the info on our podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can join us on Discord to text chat about animation at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. We've talked about this show a fair bit. I don't think this has its own channel on our Discord, but we've been talking about a lot of other stuff lately. Yeah. Um, you can support us via Patreon at Patreon.com. If you made it through all of this and you were... I know there's a lot of people asking us to do this podcast. If you're one of those people, maybe you want you would be one of the people that would like to be a patron. Uh, the patron of the podcast this time is Alec, a.k.a. Frozone. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, and Needle. Uh, right now, we're doing a lot of She-Ra podcasts. Uh, what yeah. else are we doing? Fruit Final Basket. Space. Space. Uh, young oh, Justice. Oh, young, young Justice. Uh, yeah. We have, we have a lot going on. It's a pretty busy week in the month. coming up in a couple of weeks. Awesome, yeah. DuckTales <laughs> coming back. We might be doing another anime soon, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. There's a really gay anime I want to do. Yeah. Real Me gay. Me too, and I haven't even watched it yet. It's so gay. Um, but I'm excited. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.